0: This is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames, brought to you by Special Needs Family Resources, LLC. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, it's your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the
1: Special Needs Family Hour I'm Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay Welcome to Holland by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place, it's just a different place, so you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we face in Holland will make us better people. This has been an interesting week in Holland. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. I am always looking for answers when it comes to Christina. Several times a year, she will be sick for a few weeks. We recently saw her neurologist. I explained to him what every doctor loves to hear. I had been on the internet and reviewed the last 10 seasons of mystery diagnosis. He laughed. I explained that I didn't find anything except possibly her body may not be processing vitamin B12. We will be checking for this with her next blood tests. Christina has seen many doctors over the years to include an allergist, cardiologist, endocrinologist, immunologist, neurologist, orthopedist, pulmonologist, pediatrician, and as Jeff likes to joke, a paleontologist. Today we have a great show. We have representatives from the Agency for Persons with Disability and the Family Care Council. We will be discussing the Med waiver program to include supported employment and living for those with disabilities. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show. Call 813 816 2637. That's 813 816 2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860. The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, Here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today, we have representatives from the Agency for Persons with Disabilities and the Family Care Council. Please introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in helping those with disabilities.
2: Good morning, Julie. How are you? Thank you so much <laughs> for inviting us. Um, well, my name is Brian Rothi, and I'm with the State Agency for Persons with Disabilities um, a little bit about myself and my background and how I got into this field. Um, I do have a brother, uh, a younger brother with a yes. developmental disability. Um, so, you know, growing up, um, it just came second nature to us, my, my sister and I. Um, so we're you know, definitely volunteers for a school over the summers. Right. Uh, we did the Challenger uh, baseball leagues. So it just, you know, everything kind of fell into place for us.
1: So it's a natural fit for you. Absolutely. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. And? And I'm Paula James, and I have a sister who has, was born with uh, developmental disabilities. And growing up, um, it was my responsibility and her three brothers taking care of her. And uh, so when I went off to uh, to school, uh, it didn't have a whole lot to do with her, but we got to be a um, little more sisters and connected by telephone calls and stuff. And, and um, she was very independent and even had a job of her own because of services that were available to her. And uh, when she got older, there, there was some problems and um, she, she needed more help. So she came to live with me. Yes. And uh, so in order to find what was available to her and how did she get connected and everything, I got involved with the Family Care Council just to learn what was there and how to access services for her.
1: Yes. So and, that's how I got involved. Yeah. It's, and what I think is neat is when you went away from college, that's when you really became like big sister, little sister. Oh, relationship. yes. Yes. I
3: was telling Julie earlier that uh, growing up, I always uh, prayed to God that you know, why can't I have a sister that was regular that we could you know do our hair and go shopping and stuff like that? Why did I have a sister I had to like watch and take care of all the time and uh so when I did go away to college, we got to be a little more like sisters where we call and when I was in town, I'd take her out to eat and and we would have conversations and and uh and uh, got to be more sisters, and so I I see that more now that yes, that, it, that she is a sister.
1: <laughs> yes, well, I enjoy hearing that because I'm watching mm-hmm. my three, and they're growing up, and and just watching them each mature in their own way. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. it's interesting to watch all of them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, as far as the listeners go, you two represent sister organizations. The Amer um, the American- the Agency for Persons with Disabilities is a government agency that helps people with disabilities and we're going to go into that and then the Family Care Council is the eyes and ears of the people that receive services from do you agree with that
3: mm-hmm yeah. okay yeah
1: that' we're, if we're a council
3: and we try to get parents uh, siblings grandparents and guardians and also people with developmental disabilities which we call self Advocates more involved in their services and what their needs are, so we can tell we can um, work with APD to provide that for them and what their needs are because a lot of times you learn that. When rules are made and stuff, that is people making these rules that are not living that life. Right. So, when you're talking to people that are living that life, you know what your needs are and that we can say this is working or this is not working and we need more of this or we need less of this.
1: Yes. Well, this show is going to be included in a whole set of uh, financial planning and future planning for families. So, from uh, Social Security to special needs trusts, guardianship, and a piece of that. Puzzle, and a large piece of that puzzle is a med waiver program. So, in med waiver is serviced through um, APD. So, sure. could you tell us a little bit about <clears throat> APD, Brian? Sure. And the um, history.
2: Absolutely. So, we're the state agency for persons with disabilities. Um, our mission is to support individuals with developmental disabilities in living, learning, and working in their communities. Um, a little bit of the, the history of our agency uh, is prior to 2004, um, our agency acted as a developmental disabilities program underneath the umbrella of the Department of Children and Families. Yes. So with the state of Florida recognizing the complexities and growing needs of Floridians with developmental disabilities, uh, the state of Florida actually legislatively mandated that um, the agency stand alone from, and separate from the Department of, of Children and Families. So in 2004 is when we actually became the state
1: agency. Okay, and, and to give the audience a little bit of history, it was in the 80s when we stopped institutionalizing people and allowing them to stay with their families. And you explained to me that's where the word waiver came from?
2: Correct, yeah. So in the 80s, we started transitioning folks um, out of the larger institutions and into smaller, more intimate, um, community-integrated settings, living settings. Um, And the MedWaiver is the Home and Community-Based Services uh, program where individuals actually wave their hand and they're waving the right to to be served in a state institution setting or in a medical setting and saying that, yes, I do want to um, live independently or as independently as possible in uh, my home or community-based setting.
1: Yes, which is wonderful because it gave, it gave families and those individuals more opportunities to fulfill their potential. Absolutely. Yes. Now, who are the people that you serve?
2: <laughs> well, APD uh, defines developmental disabilities under the, the Florida Statute 393.063 uh, as a disorder or syndrome caused by intellectual disability, cerebral palsy, autism, spina bifida, Down syndrome, Prader-Willi syndrome, and uh, the newest developmental disability covered, Phelan-McDermid syndrome, Um, all of which manifests prior to the age of 18 and is severe and persistent with the expectation of continuing indefinitely.
1: Right. Okay. So that's seven disabilities that are covered, but that's a huge range of disabilities and challenges. Yes. And then as far as the physical Suncoast headquarters, where are you headquartered?
2: Sure. Um, So in Suncoast, well, the state splits uh, the agency into six separate regions throughout the state. Um, We are considered the Suncoast region. Um, Our headquarters is in downtown Tampa. Um, We do have another area office in the Fort Myers area. But our region covers 11 counties, starting at Pasco and going down to Collier.
1: Okay. And then as far as statistically, how many people are served in the state of Florida and and then I know that there's people that are being served, but then there's also individuals on the waiting list. What what do those numbers look like right now? Yes.
2: So statewide, we serve roughly thirty five thousand individuals um, that are on our Medicaid waiver program. Okay. Um, statewide, again, we roughly have twenty one thousand individuals on our wait list. And here in the Suncoast region, um, breaking those numbers down a little bit for everyone, right. um, roughly we serve eight thousand individuals on the waiver. Medicaid waiver program, okay. and have about four thousand individuals on a waitlist, and that's here in Suncoast within the eleven counties that we serve.
1: Wow! And as far as the services offered, what first of all, what, how would you explain the Medicaid waiver and that whole program?
2: Sure. Well, the the Medicaid waiver is a it's a state program that's funded through a blend of, of federal and state funds and provides a plethora of home and community-based services to individuals that choose to live in their own home or community-based setting, uh, rather than in the institutional or medical setting.
1: Right. So then how does the agency implement the waiver for individuals it serves?
2: Well, the agency has um, two, basically two different programs that they use to implement um, the waiver program. The first program is the Individual Budgeting Waiver, which is iBudget, Um, And then we have the CDC Plus program, and that's called the Consumer Directed Care Plus program.
1: So can you explain the iBudget program?
2: Absolutely. Um, So the iBudget, it's a program that allows individuals to choose uh, what services they receive and um, how to spend their annual budget through the assistance of a waiver support coordinator. A waiver support coordinator is an independently contracted um, individual that basically comes out and meets with the individual and in their family and facilitates those services and helps coordinate um, what that individual is requesting. Um, the program allows for individuals to have a wider choice, uh, greater flexibility, and ultimately more control over the services which they receive.
1: Right. So let's say that, so basically they, they're, an individual's allocated a, a budget based on their disability, and then they're able to determine what would best fit their needs, with their guardian if they have a guardian or themselves or
2: in a very broad sense yes um it's their their budget's not based on um the the individual's disability there's several other factors that are that are taken into consideration when the algorithm um, develops that annual budget Um, but essentially yes that is
1: okay and then what is the cdc plus program
2: Um, the cdc plus it's the consumer directed care plus program. Um, and it allows individuals to select and hire their own non Medicaid waiver providers to deliver services. so it's a very unique program um, that really puts the individual and their family in charge of that annual budget. Um, under the i budget, for example, um, the individual would have to select um, a state approved Medicaid waiver providers under the CDC plus program. Um, that individual could actually hire whoever they choose. It could be a neighbor. Um, a relative, right. as long as they, you know, met the requirements that APD requires um, to provide those services. And what really sets this program aside is that um, you can use their, or the individuals can use their budget to purchase services that are not offered under the Medicaid waiver program, such as uh, musical therapies, equestrian therapies. Yes. If a service dog is needed, um, they could purchase a service dog and they could include paying for the animals training and upkeep. It's a very unique program.
1: Yes, that is amazing. And it's, uh, and I don't know, sometimes people don't realize that those types of therapies help individuals with special needs so much. I have a friend whose child, um, he's about 18, just started taking piano, and she's seen great progress with him. And it's I guess it's helping him express himself. It's his father recently passed away. Mm-hmm. But let's, um, let's break for commercial, and we'll continue our conversation and the other things that APD is able to help individuals with. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Brian Rothie, who is the Agency for Persons with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Suncoast Region, and Paula James, the Chairperson for the Suncoast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential. Please stay with us. We will be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813 816 2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I am here with Brian Rothi, who is the Agency for Persons with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Sun Coast Region, and Paula James, the Chairperson for the Sun Coast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential, and we've been going through the Med Waiver, and we've been going through some of the programs and things that it pays for, so can you give a broad description of some of the services that are offered to those with disabilities that you're currently helping?
2: Sure. Um, there's there's quite a bit um, to go over, but uh, in brief, I guess, uh, we, we have what we call life skills development, yes, and that's broken down into three uh, different levels. Um, Level one of uh, life life skills development, and, you know, honestly, we do call it LSD1, um, is the companion services, and it's used to increase uh, the individual's ability to access their community. So it would be a a service provider that would come out and take, we'll use my brother, for example, um, who would come to his home and pick him up and take him out to go bowling or to go to the movies, or to go to uh, Special Olympics, or, you know, basically access the community and and become involved in what's going on in the community. Our Level 2 is, or LSD 2 as we commonly refer to it as, uh, is our Supported uh, supported Employment Services program um, that's used to locate, secure, uh, and maintain competitive community-integrated employment. It can include uh, individual or group models or assistance even with developing and operating a small business.
1: Yes, and I, I understand too that let's say that vocational rehab helps put someone in a, in a position and something just very little changes or you can, that your agency can come in also and help that individual.
2: Sure, absolutely. We, um, what we do statewide is we consider vocational rehabilitation as phase one of supported employment, right. um, so they really front load a lot of services through vocational rehabilitation for job development, going out and uh, getting the individual prepared for interviews and developing a resume and meeting with you know several different employers and right. really obtaining that job. Um, the med waiver or APD services uh, are what we consider phase two. So APD, once the individual is placed on a job um, and secure and stable, APD would then start up and... Continue follow along services.
1: Right. Well, an example someone gave me is this: say you have someone who's used to doing something in a certain order in a manufacturing process, and they change it. All right. For someone like a kid like mine that are very orderly, that can be a problem, and that's something that you would have someone come in and help Absolutely. that person with.
2: For sure. We we and I could I have tons of examples that I could provide. One being, um, you know, we've had an individual that's worked at Winn Dixie, we'll say, for twenty years. And a lot of the larger grocery stores, you know, they'll uh, rotate their leadership or their management team, and everyone has a different management style. So when a new manager comes in, they're expecting, you know, additional duties or to take on new tasks or learn new tasks. Right. And for our individuals who are in that routine, um, it kind of throws them for a loop, essentially. Um, So we do have the job coaches that can go out and assist them with learning that new task and and maintaining and, and keeping right. that job ongoing.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And a new person <laughs> does make a huge difference. Now, what about the life skills development are some of the other things?
2: Sure. The last uh, life skills development, LSD-3, uh, was formerly referred to as the adult day training. Um, but it is now, well, now we refer to it as LSD-3. And it's a day program that um, individuals can attend to explore their um, volunteering opportunities out in the community. Um, they can explore job opportunities Um, basic, accessing their community, uh, learning about self-advocacy, all the while in a setting that is age and culturally uh, appropriate.
1: Yes. And um, as far as there are a lot of those areas, the other thing that I was really impressed with on your website, there's a place where you can actually go and list the disabilities that your child has up to five and find the services that you need by an approved provider. Right. which is amazing and then what are some of these other items that you help individuals with
2: sure um, obviously medical supplies and any types of equipment so um, pads wipes uh, diapers um, any type of Hoyer equipment mm-hmm. um, wheelchairs stuff like that um, we have a, a program for personal supports so we have you know individuals that live still live in the in the family home but need assistance with um, their daily living activities. So hygiene, right. cooking, cleaning, uh, laundry, you know, all those types of things, um, we would install personal supports for an individual. And one of the great things about that, and that could lead into, you know, supported living, which is right. a program that we have where individuals actually move out into the community independently, and they sign their own apartment lease or condo lease. And in a lot of cases, will purchase their own home or condo. Um That's So exciting. absolutely, so through supported living, um, the individuals are you know going out in the community um, hopefully they 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 have a job and they're working, right. um, but they 're living independently, and we can wrap services around that individual to ensure their success, so we yes. would have a supported living coach that would come out and work with them on budgeting um, medical appointments, dental appointments. Um, and then we would also install the personal support service that would come out and assist with um, taking that individual out into the community, making sure that they're um, accessing their community, making sure that um, the individual is properly educated on hygiene and cooking and safety yes. skills in the home. Um, so it's a, it's really you know it's a really popular uh, program right now and. Having the ability to really wrap those services around the individual, I think, is fantastic.
1: Yes, and I was noticing that you also have dental services. Is that a new program?
2: It's, it's not a new program, but um, what the individuals are able to do with their budget is they can set money aside through their an, annual budget um, to use for dental services.
1: Okay, all right. Now, earlier we discussed the disabilities that are supported through APD, but what about actual eligibility. So for instance, if you have intellectual disabilities for our listeners, what does that mean?
2: Sure, so uh, an intellectual disability, well, first of all, if you were, uh, if there's a family out there that you know needs to apply for services, they would need to go to our website or give us a call and we could send them the application packet out. Um, but basically, the individual would fall under one of seven categories, um, the first being intellectual disability, and that is, um, in order to determine eligibility, um, we would need to see a full-scale IQ of below 70, okay. um, with deficits shown in adaptive testing, so right. different functioning levels of that individual. Um, and I don't know if you recall earlier, but we had talked about um, APD's definition of developmental disabilities yes. and how... Um, the disability would be severe and persistent with the expectation of continuing it indefinitely. Yes. So that is why we would look at, you know, those different adaptive testings.
1: Right. And then autism, how is that certified? So
2: autism is very broad right now. You yes. know, it's, it's one of the, the more difficult uh, disabilities that we have to determine eligibility on. Um, but essentially, we would um, need to see a diagnosis through a Florida-licensed psychologist, psychiatrist a developmental pediatrician, um, or a, a pediatric neurologist. Yes. And it must be severe and persistent presented, um, with six out of the 12 key features of autism.
1: Okay. And then what about the other, um, disabilities that you mentioned earlier?
2: Sure. So cerebral palsy, um, we would need to see a confirmed diagnosis through a medical doctor, um, with some adaptive testing, uh, spina bifida, uh, confirmed diagnosis again through, a, a Medical doctor, or a doctor of uh, osteopathy. Prater-Willi, uh, we would need a confirmed diagnosis through a medical doctor. Down syndrome, um, we would need a confirmed diagnosis through a medical doctor. Um, and in most cases, we like to see the, uh, the actual genetic testing of chromosome 21. Yes. Uh, Phelan-McDermid syndrome, uh, we would need a medical doctor confirmed diagnosis. And the interesting thing with uh, Phelan McDermid is that it's actually a new developmental disability covered under APD as of July 2016. Yes. And there's no waiting list. So if there's a confirmed diagnosis for an individual applying under Phelan McDermid, they move directly onto our Medicaid waiver program.
1: My, it must be a rare one. I've never it's, heard of it.
2: It is very rare. It's, okay. a, it's a rare genetic condition um, that's actually caused by the deletion or terminal change of chromosome 22, and it results in absent or delayed speech, um, symptoms or signs of autism, low muscle tone, intellectual disability. So it's really, you know, wrapping all of the, the six other developmental disabilities right. into one. So it is pretty rare and, and severe.
1: Okay, well, why don't we take a break there and continue this conversation on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I am here with Brian Rothy, who is the Agency for Persons with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Suncoast Region, and Paula James, the Chairperson for the Suncoast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential. We'll be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813 816 2637. That's 813 816 2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860. The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's Special Needs Family Hour. Com. Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I am here with Brian Rothy, who is the Agency for Person with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Sun Coast Region, and Paula James, the chairperson for the Sun Coast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential. Now, Brian, we just went over the Medicaid waiver, and we've been discussing um, services offered, and um, you have an amazing website. Could you please get that out to our listeners?
2: Sure. It's uh, www.apdcares.org.
1: And do you have a physical location, too?
2: We sure do. Um, our, Our Tampa headquarters is located at 1313 North Tampa Street, and we're in Suite 515, and we also have um, a regional 800 number, so you can call the 800 number and get connected with our receptionist, and she'll transfer you to any department that you that you need. Uh, that number is 1-800-615-8720.
1: Yes. Well, you have an amazing website, and it's broken down into about six areas. It's about us, all the locations so you can find if you're in one of the neighboring counties where you should be, um, providers, you have the customers that would be those with disabilities, the providers, and then you have a waiver section and then news and information. And you have amazing brochures there to include supported employment and about 20 or 30 other brochures there. But, um, the one that I like is under providers, you have, um, the needs that are offered where you can check off, I guess, five different things that your child might have and then find a provider.
2: So the yeah the resource
1: the resources yes yeah
2: so it's actually um, an, an online tool where you can go um, log onto our website uh, go under the providers tab and it's the um, resource directory uh, resource directory yes, I'm it is sorry resource yeah. directory it's called the resource directory yes. and it's very user friendly you can you know s- make all the selections you need by a developmental disability age, you know, there's several different categories you can choose from. And you can essentially type in your zip code or the area that you're in and hit enter, and it will bring up all types of different resources that are in that area um, that would, you know, potentially benefit yourself yes. or the uh, your child or the individual that you're working with. Yes,
1: yeah, so well, I went in there and I put adult daycare or adult centers, that type of thing, and it came right up. And there were lots of places I'd never heard of, but it's nice to know that they're approved by APD. That gives you peace of mind. Absolutely. Yes. Now, let's get into the Family Care Council. <laughs> Paula, please explain to our listeners about the Family Care Council. Yes, thank
3: you. Um, well, the Family Care Council was um, created by the Florida Statute in 1993, so we're getting ready to celebrate our 25th anniversary, so we're getting excited about that. And the council, let me just read our mission statement real quick. The mission of the Family Care Council is to advocate, educate, and empower individuals with developmental disabilities and their families, partnering with the Agency for Persons with Disabilities, APD, to bring quality services to individuals for dignity and choice. And that's what I love when I got involved with it, is it's it's very um, individual-focused, Yes. On uh, what your needs are. And also the reason I got into Family Care Council is uh, there's information here and there's information there, but it's really hard to get it all together and find out what your needs are. So these are a group of people appointed by the governor. There's It's a governor board in statute. Um, there's 15 individuals here in uh, each region. Uh, there's actually 15 councils throughout the state. And every other month, the chair of each council uh, goes to a Florida council, which represents the whole state, and we talk about problems statewide. Right. And uh, then I have the council that is the Suncoast West, which services Pinellas and Pasco counties. Okay. And uh, in our uh, our meetings, we meet every other month with an extra one in May, and it's the fourth Friday of the um, The even months, okay. (laughs) So, fourth Friday of the evening, even even months, and we uh, we noticed that this year that our Pasco County is kind of being left out because we meet in Pinellas County on Belcher. So, we meet at the Disability Achievement Center at ten o'clock, which is at one two five five two Belcher Road, Largo, Florida. So we started. Can you say that
1: one more time? Okay,
3: yeah. It's the Disability Achievement Center, which is located at 12552 Belcher Road in Largo, Florida. Now we're also setting up a Skype meeting that is at the AFIRE in Pasco. Okay. And it's at 6121 Ohio Avenue in Newport Ritchie. So we're trying to um, get you know pasco county more involved in what we do and um, they're on the board i have i think a wonderful board of we have 12 people on our board right now and uh, we have self-advocates which i think is just wonderful they're very involved in what they do Uh, we're getting ready to go up to tallahassee for disability awareness day which is february the 14th
1: now are you well received when you go to tallahassee
3: yeah, fairly. We uh, we meet with legislatures up there. We try to meet with them down here too, but we go up there. There's going to be a press conference on the the Capitol steps that we'll attend there, and they have a lot of activities for for um, Disability Awareness Day. So, and we're going to ask for. Um, Um, To get more people off the waiting list is our legislative agenda this year, so we're working on that. We're on the waiting list. On the waiting (laughs) list, right. We want to get that waiting list down as far as we can. And uh, also, we're working on uh, the pay for providers because uh, you know the better people are paid, the better quality worker that you have, and and we notice that that's a problem in the state. So those are those the two things that we're working on.
1: Yes. Now I have one question. When you say it's government, um, the governor appoints the board. Is that uh-huh. the main board, or is it each chair for each region? No, he
3: he appoints the board. Uh, in each region. Okay. Okay, up to 15 people, so we could use a few more people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, but uh, team, when you go to the meetings, you just, the Family Care Council meetings, anyone can go. Right, so because under have,
3: Sunshine Rules. Okay. Uh, yeah, everybody is invited, and we hope everybody comes. So the voting members are on the board. Board, right.
1: But if you can come, so you're inviting everyone to come everybody. because they can learn, you get yeah. to hear from people in the community. Right. So everyone should feel welcome to come. Yes, please. Everybody welcome to come. Yes, yes. yes.
3: Because uh, usually our meeting starts out, I try to have a speaker in the community, because I know Brian was listing services through APD. Well, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of wonderful things. It is amazing. You know, it really is amazing, and and they've learned, too, that, um, you know, life is more than just working and (laughs) coming in. You need to have a little fun here and there, and there's dances, and there's... um, I am so inspired. These these places that are, um, this one girl, she wanted to go jump out of an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's actually people that will set that up for a disabled person. And she did that. She's in a wheelchair. And they took her and they strapped her to awesome. somebody. And she jumped out of an airplane. And I was like, wow, you know. So it's kind of, we want to encourage uh, them to be as independently as possible, and never say no. Let's figure out something. Uh, yes. There, I know there's a group. They go water skiing, or in where I am. I could not do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they have a wheelchair on skis, and they actually go we'll water wait skiing with some help. Yes. And uh, our sailboats. There's a lot of sailboats. Areas over wow. in Pinellas County. I must where, be living in the wrong side. Which they will they will take you sailboating. There's a lot in Hillsborough County, too. I know. It's I amazing. Kind of focus I was and, just kidding. Yeah, I focus in Pinellas County. And uh, so you learn about that. Uh, you learn about um, what APD is doing, you know, yes. and about uh, how the I budget's coming along. And one thing uh, that when I meet in Orlando, there's a lot of people from APD in Tallahassee, which is their headquarters. Yes. So they want to know what is working and what is. Not working, yes. And see, because families are going and we're having these discussions. First, you know, we want to educate so you know what you're talking about. And and uh, they're saying, you know, this is not working the way it should, or why don't we do this to tweak it, or or something like that. And that's what the family care council is doing. So, you know, we're really hoping to to build that. And the more voices, the better. I know when I got in it and I first saw went to see a legislator, they had no idea what we're going through. Right. They had no no idea, or what our needs were, and they're really hungry to hear what are our needs. And one of the things I go, these are voting. citizens (laughs) citizens yes. <laughs> of the state of Florida, you know, and they service them and, and families too and want to support them. And, and if they don't even know, there's a need out there. So I was really uh, encouraged uh, with the, my first DD Awareness Day visit and talking to a legislature about how he was uh, so, wow, I didn't know that was a need right. and, um, and, and getting bills passed to help Yes. So, you know, to get that voice, we have kind of a silent voice, and this is a way we can have a voice.
1: Well, well, let's take a break. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Brian Rothie, who is the Agency for Persons with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Suncoast Region, and Paula James, the Chairperson for the Suncoast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential. Please stay with us. We will be right back.
0: To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM 860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's Special Needs Family Hour. Dot .com Now, here's Julie Ames.
1: I'm Julie Ames and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Brian Rothy, who is the Agency for Person with Disabilities Community Liaison for the Suncoast region, and Paula James, the chairperson for the Suncoast West Family Care Council. We are discussing programs and resources available in our community to help those with disabilities reach their full potential. And Paula, you were going to give us some dates that we can yeah, I join I have, you.
3: yeah, Julie, there's two uh, events coming up that the Family Care Council is planning. Uh, the first is a community event, and it's um, going to be at St. Paul's United Methodist Church, the Life Enrichment Center in Largo, Florida, which is at 1498 Rosary Road East. Uh, and this is going to be a fun event, but it's going to have a lot of providers and a lot of information for people uh, that have need that information. But we're also going to have some pizza and some music and some some other fun things to do. So I'm really excited about that. And that's between five and eight okay, on and that's February the 2nd.
1: Five and eight, February 2nd.
3: And that again is St. Paul's United Methodist, the Life Enrichment Center at 1498 Rosary Road East in Largo. Okay. Then the other event that we have coming up is on March the 22nd, and those are for those that are in Pasco County, and we're calling that Getting Connected in Pasco. And so that's going to be a little bit more serious event. Uh, We're going to have a lot of providers and information about Family Care Council and also, like I said, the providers in the area and what services are available uh, to people. That's going to be from 6 to 7.30 at the Elks Club, which is on at seven two oh one Congress Street in Newport Ritchie. so I think that'll be a way- great way for families and individuals to get connected yes. uh, in Pasco County, so we can kind of grow that population there.
1: And is there a website connected. that they can go to also for this information? Yes, yes. Um, I was going to give you um,
3: our um, Family Care Council website, which you can visit FCCF Florida. I'm sorry, it's FCC Florida. Uh, dot org, uh, and it will have uh, the different family care councils, and uh, you can send emails and and uh, people will respond to you. Yes. Usually they'll send it down to me, and I'll give you a call. Okay. And uh, but we do have a one eight hundred number, and the one eight hundred number is one eight hundred four seven zero eight one zero one.
1: Okay. So if can you say that one wants, more time?
3: Okay, one more time. It's one eight hundred four seven zero. H one zero one. So, if you want any more any information on family care council, or if we can help you out, please give us a call.
1: Okay, awesome. Now, um, the main thing that we've been talking about well, there's been many things, but we've been talking about Med waiver, which is a huge financial piece for those individuals with disabilities and their families. Um, for those that aren't signed up on Med waiver right now, what do they need to do?
2: Well, the first thing they need to do is get signed up. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I can't tell you how many community events that I attend, and you know, run into families that are in that situation where they're not signed up. And you just, you know, you never know when you're going to need the help, or right. um, you know, God forbid, something bad happened, and you're in yes. a crisis. Um, so, absolutely, get signed up, get the application filled out. You can go to our website. It's apdcares.org. Again, apdcares.org. You can go to our app. You can print the application out. You can fill it out online. You can scan it and email it to us. You can fax it to us. Um, but that's going to get everything. That's going to get the whole process started. Um, we'll ask for some collateral uh, documentation for the individual to determine eligibility. And then that individual would be placed on our waiting list. Yes. <laughs> Um, before waiver services began there 's no time limit for our waiting list, um, so it 's not time sensitive it 's yes. based on need right um, and it 's broken down right. into seven categories uh, we won 't go through all the categories, but the, the categories are listed on our website, um, and each individual that is determined eligible will be assigned a waitlist coordinator, so the family or that individual can stay in constant communication with the waitlist coordinator. Um, We send out annual status reports to the family. Um, You know, if there's a need that that individual has that's not being covered, I would suggest that that family communicates that need to the waitlist coordinator and, um, you know, approaches it that way. Um, The only way right now to come off of the waitlist is through um, a crisis, unfortunately. So medical need, um, the individual's either homeless, a danger to themselves or others, or the caregivers unable to um, provide care.
1: Yes. What? Um, Keep going.
2: We, we are annually, um, we've seen for the past three or four years that we're doing a waitlist to waiver round. That's what we're calling it. What is that? The waitlist to waiver round is where we're giving uh, additional funds per year to focus on individuals that are transitioning either, well, transitioning out of high school um, and clearing that category off of our um, critical needs, and then also targeting individuals that are, you know, at least 30 years old and that have been on the waitlist for 10 years. Um yes. so each year we've seen between 4 and um 6,000 individuals statewide come off of the wait list. So we're doing well, really well at that. Um, yeah, so that's they're...
1: good news. Yes, because, um, and I like the categories now, because originally you would just be told, oh, well, you're thousandths on the list, but you now have seven categories. And one category is if the parents are 70 and older. So there's a lot of different categories. And I've had friends that have had crisis happen, whether it's health, uh, a spouse dies, or whatever, or a child is experiencing s- severe distress. And um. You guys are there to help. And so for those families out there that say, well, I don't need it, um, please sign up. <laughs> and I didn't find, about, find out about until my kids were, what, 13 and 11. And I have friends that their children, their need was such that it was obvious at birth and they had help immediately that they knew to sign up. So I've had friends that have been signed up for 18 years. and But the need hasn't arisen yet for the waiver. So it's good to know that you guys are out there. I like the Family Care Council. I had no idea about the Family Care Council until I got a postcard in the mail <laughs> about a year or two ago. I'm like, oh, I should go to this. So that was exciting. Well, we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming today. Um, your group I've been wanting to have on the show. And it's really that last piece of the puzzle of the financial piece for families with disabilities. So Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Julie. What a fun time. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us next Sunday at 1.
0: Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1 for the Special Needs Family Hour, only on AM 860. The answer.